0: I think this is slowly becoming one of the most fun things I get to do, and it's another edition of We've Got Questions, and we've got questions for Kaylee Shoemaker. She's the co-founder, master distiller at As Above, So Below. Kaylee, welcome in.
1: Hey, thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, I appreciate you joining us, and you know, I'm always curious as to how folks get into this wild thing that we call the alcohol industry, and, and how was your journey into, the, into this wild field?
1: You know, it, it's funny, I've been making spirits since I was 21 years old. Uh, even though I ended up here by accident, I uh, I went to school for art and art history. And, you know, while I was in school, really got into craft beer. I, I grew up in Denver, so, you know, there was amazing selections everywhere. Um, and a friend of mine suggested that I go to a distillery tour at uh, a distillery called Stranahan's Colorado Whiskey, which back then was, you know, one of the very few there was, you know, kind of out and about in, in our country and uh, after going on the tour i just fell in love i went out and looked for a job at the beer bar next door thinking you know i can pull some taps and be sort of in proximity of this really cool spot and uh one day i was working the bar and this this old cowboy came in and i started telling him about how great the whiskey was next door and he has to try it and it's so good uh it turns out that was jess graber founder of Strain hands and i was given tours the very next day and <laughs> here i am all these years later <laughs>
0: just as simple as making a good connection and and, and saying uh good things about something you, you enjoy and you know obviously i'm guessing you had to enjoy what you're doing to then take the leap of faith and become part of as above so below why why go be part of the, the launch there and, and be part of it
1: um this this project is my dream i um i you know spent six years with straight hands whiskey and then went to California and uh, built the Hangar One distillery. And I had a lot of fun building a distillery and, um, you know, learned so many things sort of going through that process and being a national brand ambassador. My husband's worked in craft beer since 1998. So he kept saying, we should start something, we should start something. And I was like, man, I need a break. But if we did, you know, this is what I'd want to do. And eventually we decided to take the leap. And so uh, just started business planning and coming up with, uh, uh, you know, sort of what this place would be. And it's kind of crazy. We're coming up on two years open.
0: Well, and I was going to say, how cool is it to see what has happened in that amount of time? Because while it's two years open, I'm sure it's it's a longer process than that to get to the opening. Uh, so what's it like to be celebrating those two years and looking back on everything?
1: it's uh it's pretty crazy you know we're we're hitting our stride it feels like finally and up until now you know being in startup mode has been a totally different experience than you know anything i've ever done i always worked for you know big liquor companies and so trying to solve problems with a slightly tighter budget has been a little bit fun but you know before that all of the business planning and fundraising and uh construction and all that you know i been been my second full-time job for so long it's it's kind of cool to see it really starting to to take hold with the locals here and we're looking forward to starting to move out of state a little bit as well
0: and the the name as above so below where does that come from
1: yeah you know we uh we like a lot of fun occult references here and the main reason is that you know when you look at the history of distillation uh distilling was invented by an alchemist and so I sort of like to think of it as this crossover between art and science. Uh, and then the idea of serving spirits to people in all these different presentations and ways, it feels sort of like a ritual. And so we chose the name as above, so below with this fun idea that we could create this space and the spirit that people could come together over and really connect, you know, as above, so below, we're all the same.
0: I love that. I love that. And when people do get to try those spirits, what can they expect? What do you guys offer?
1: Yeah. You know, we lean a lot into botanicals in our spirits. Uh, I like to try to create a sense of place in what we make through ingredient selection. Um, but I also think it's fascinating how quite a few of the herbs and botanicals and grains and things that we use to make our spirits have medicinal and cultural and magical properties. And so we like to really lean into that to sort of create this whole sensory experience. And, you know, that's why we've really started with sort of like absinthe and gins and aperitivos and things.
0: And, and, and like you said, you kind of approach the distilling process a little differently, uh, come at it a, l- a little differently. Why why is that, and why is that something that you've gravitated towards?
1: You know, I spent a lot of time in California with Hangar One, and I, uh, in that time, spent a lot of time around winemakers, uh, you know, talking about terroir and sense of place and this idea that you can taste where the wine was grown. Um, before that, working with brewers at Stranahan's, I feel like, I've seen a lot of different approaches to beverage making that aren't just, you know, traditional sort of American whiskey, you know, which we see a lot in our industry. And so trying to sort of take a little bit of a page from, you know, these brewers that are going out and trying all kinds of crazy yeasts and different, you know, approaches for fermenting their beer. And then leaning into what winemakers think about when they think about making wine that tastes like where it's from, uh, you know, we really want to approach our spirits that way, like choose ingredients and choose processes that, speak to something a little deeper than just, you know, making a boozy beverage.
0: Well, and, and like you said, that goes a little bit maybe to the art artist in yourself, the history in it as well, and, and I love to see that and hear that. And what's your favorite type of, of spirit to make? Obviously, I know you're, you're in the botanical realm, but kind of what's the f- favorite, if you can say, I mean, I know there it's like children. You shouldn't say you have a favorite, but you might.
1: You know, Making whiskey here at my own distillery has been a very powerful experience. We're, we're close to launching whiskey next spring. I have spent so much time making whiskey in my career that I thought that it would sort of lose its luster and it hasn't. It's, it's sort of like time travel, right? You can create this fantastic, you know, white spirit and have a pretty good idea of what it's going to be like in the future and then tasting it, it's tasting a little piece of the past when it comes out of the barrel. And so, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy making whiskey, and I love sort of that quiet, behind-the-scenes sort of meditative process of maturation and the really wide, varied flavors that come into the whiskey throughout the time that it's in the barrels. Um, you know, absinthe and gin and botanical spirits are such a blast to me because they remind me of medicinal preparations and things, but I think whiskey is my first love and will probably always continue to be my uh, my favorite spirit to make.
0: Well, and, and you mentioned doing both, those, those two different things. And, and what people might not realize is, is there's a lot of difference in those. There is similarities, but there is a difference. And, and how different is it for you, you know, being able to distill those and, and how much work goes into it, um, you know, getting one set up for, versus the other?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, making gin for us is like a one-week-long process. We're macerating botanicals we load them into the pot, we distill the botanicals through a gin basket. And as it comes off the still, we're tasting the gin, you know, it's, it's pretty much ready. And we're going to cut it to proof and put it in a bottle. Um, with whiskey, you know, there's this grain fermentation process. We put that ferment into the still and distill it. And then it goes in a barrel for two to five years. And so, um, you know, it's, it's cool to see one come to fruition so quickly and to just sort of be conjured out of these botanicals into this really interesting I- I expression. And then this other one sort of like takes this time to arrive and <laughs> so I think both of those things are, are a great experience as a distiller and obviously consumers love them uh, for different reasons, but the the variation in process for us, I think is fun because it gives us an opportunity to sort of get some things done quick and plan for the future at the same time. <laughs>
0: Well, and like you said, it's a a lot of fun. It shows off different skill sets and and so forth. And I guess my my last question for you is, is what other fun things do you all have coming that you can talk about and maybe not give too much away?
1: Yeah, I mean, for us, Whiskey's our big 2024 adventure. Uh, We just released an Absinthe, and that's been a really cool experience for me because I always sort of wanted to make Absinthe. You know, it's had this mystique around it. I was like the goth kid with the clove cigarette in high school, so it was meant to be. Um, And making the absinthe was, for me, really cool, but I thought that consumers would probably be like, what is this, you know, you don't see a lot of absinthe out in the market. And especially here in New Mexico, where, you know, craft spirits were just legalized in 2011, um, there's not a lot of craft, like we're sort of a new industry here. So I thought that people would sort of be like, what the heck is this? Why is it so expensive? No idea. We've almost sold out the first batch in less than a month. And I just cannot believe how excited people are for absinthe. And so it's been very empowering for me as a distiller to like, just go out there and do those wild things that I think are, are interesting and fun to talk about. And um, as our whiskey starts to become ready, I'm really looking forward to like creating some unique barrel finishes and getting out there and sort of like pushing boundaries of what American single malt can be as a you know sort of a new category for US whiskey.
0: Well, it sounds like you have some really exciting things coming,
1: yeah, yeah it's uh it's never a dull moment over here. <laughs>